This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. Well, you guys have been here longer than the podcast. I mean, we've only done the podcast, I think, like four times. But we're here with the ladies from the Annapolis Film Festival back for the eighth year. I can't believe it's been eight years. Thank you for having us back. Oh, oh, wouldn't wouldn't do without. That's the best. That's the best time of the year for me. I tell you, I, I clear the calendar as soon as as soon as you tell the dates in late of the year before, it's like okay, get rid of the date, get rid of the calendar. March 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, nothing going on. I'm going to the film festival. We are here with Lee Anderson and Patty White, who are the directors of the Annapolis Film Festival, bringing it back again to Annapolis for the eighth year. Every single year you go, you top the previous year, which is, I guess, sort of the nature of the beast. You want to keep getting better, and the films are just getting deeper and deeper and better and better. And I know last year, I, I don't know whether it was a sleeper or not, but it was the, uh, the and I'm going to screw up the name, which I always do because I read it, but The Greatest Little Farm. Biggest. Uh, the Biggest, the biggest little, farm. little Farm was, I'll, I'll say, somewhat of a sleeper. There were not a whole lot of people had won some awards, but it showed up in the theaters and everyone was loving it in in the theaters. So it was a tremendous time last year, and I can't wait to get into it again this year. No pressure, John. (laughs) Just deliver. (laughs) You know, that's okay. I mean, for those that aren't aware, the film festival is, uh, and I didn't know what a film festival was when I came into this eight years ago. And it totally blew my mind as to what it was. I mean, I was, I remember the very first year, I think you had a shorts crawl. That's right. And and I was like, who the hell's wearing their shorts in February or whatever? You know, I don't remember <laughs> when it was. And I had no idea what a shorts was. This is the first time I've seen it here in the theater theaters, but preceding the Oscars that just happened, they had shorts for documentary and action. And, uh, and I learned a new thing about even going to see one of those. I learned that live action had nothing to do with action. It just happened to be like real people as opposed to animation. You're becoming a cinephile. Oh, a what? Cinephile. Cinephile. Do I get a badge? Yeah. Badge of, uh, uh, of honor. honor I am like a that. cinephile. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> but, but, but shorts is its own unique art form, and we really try to appreciate great shorts. And we have from the beginning, and they've really ramped up in the last three years right. because we have Derek, our director of programmer, programming, who's... He's a shorts a short aficionado. He's well, a shorts I, I specialist. Think, what I think yeah. is great about shorts is that it's it shows really the talent of the people that are involved in it, whether it be the producers, the directors, the actors. Okay, with with a feature movie, you've got three hours or you know an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, whatever it may be, to tell a story. That's right. Uh, well, there's a trick to shorts too. It's like some people believe that a short is just a smaller version of a feature, and they just try to tell a whole story in that amount of time. But a really good short is one that takes a slice of something and it it lets you into a story, but it doesn't necessarily have to fill in all the gaps and, and wrap everything up by the end. It, right. it's, uh, and it doesn't always leave you hanging in that way, but it, it just gives you a new way to look at the same story, you know, a story. And it, it's so good when the short is done well, there's nothing like it. I, I agree with you from the ones that I've seen both at the Annapolis Film Festival and recently in the theaters when they when they did that. And it gets you thinking and that sort of throws back to your motto a couple of years ago. It was Minds Open. Yeah, Voice is Strong, voice Minds open. open. What is new with the Annapolis Film Festival this year? Well, for 2020, we're focusing forward. Do we ever believe that we would have been alive in the year 2020? 
Let's, it's, let's, it's, let's, let's it's a little, I mean, it's a little Jetson-like. The year two thousand yeah. just seems so yeah. far. Remember, in the future. Yeah. Y2K. There are some people who still think nineteen eighty-four was one of those things way out in, dis- <laughs> true, in the distance. True, true. Yeah. But so, but for twenty twenty, focus forward is our theme this okay. year. And I mean, one of the main reasons we did that, we wanted to look ahead and look at what's coming, not just in film but in the world and how film connects to that. And you know, we have been spending time dealing with the issues of our own community. We went through grief. We went through, you know, all those kinds of, we went through elections. We've, we've been through a lot as a community. And we we honored that in our film in our film stories and in, you know, in the way we, we mounted the festival. And this year, we wanted to sort of pull off some of those covers and say, let's look forward now and see where we're going, where we're heading, and how we can tie film into that. So it gives people a chance to come and just be exposed to all kinds of new and interesting and, you know, unique ways of looking at the world. Well, that's one thing that I I do get out of it. And and you always have a different perspective coming out of any number of the movies. I mean, uh, you, That's the point. The the emotions that come, and I, and I've often told people that as I'm just talking to them casually about the film festival, that you know you're you're going to see movies that you're going to come out side splittingly. Oh my God, my stomach hurts! I can't believe that was so funny. You're going to be crying mm-hmm. uh, unexpectedly sometimes. Yeah, yeah you're you're going to be sometimes you're going to come out and go to jump back to your uh, emoji theme for the shorts. You're going to walk out and go. WTF. <laughs> That's, we, we like doing that. You know, you know, what, we it, like to push the envelope. We like to bring, not the normal, sometimes rarely seen or hard to find films that are so excellent and deserve to be seen in front of large audiences on a big screen in a cinematic environment. And also just sort of relevant films each year it kind of reflects the world around us, what people are actually making films about, what they're writing screenplays about. And and where we're going, What what is what does this field look like? In the future, I mean, because film is changing, and the whole industry is changing. Well, I, and I, it's very was, fascinating. Well, when I was talking on. to people last year, I thought, you know, some of the producers and directors and whatnot, I thought it was hysterical that you've got people that uh, I'm going to, and, and the music industry is very similar. It's like I'm, I'm going to make this movie, and uh, dang it all, I want it on YouTube. I'm like, well, just upload it. Well, that brings <laughs> you know? up a good point because the platforms are changing and the form is changing, and that's where we're trying to educate our community about what's coming in the future, how they can view films, how they, the context they see them in, that even take into consideration whether they're seeing it in the palm of their hand or on a big screen or with people or alone. It's just like a text. There's no emotion attached to it. It's not like the movie theaters are going away. No. People still want to go to the movies. They they want that big screen experience. They want to feel what that feels like to hear First the I'm music. I'm looking for the recliners. You know. that's <laughs> The recliners are in the movie theater. Yeah, I would love so, to have yeah, a budget for that. Actually, so, we're sorry about the folding chairs. Yeah, exactly. But you know, this is something that's 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 why movie theaters are doing that because they know the big screen experience is still really important. You know, however, all of these other platforms are coming in, and the content is growing in in each of these areas. And we're going. We want to be able to in our panels discussions, uh, in the way we uh, present our films. We want to be able to let our audiences know what's coming. And also there's more content out there than ever before. So I think people are kind of overwhelmed. So we're here to curate the best content of the year, basically, that we can bring, that's available to us, that we can share and teach people how to be curators themselves. I mean, we have had people say, I had no idea what went into these stories until I started hearing what the Q&As 
shared and what the filmmakers and the producers went through to actually make this film and that what the actors had to do. No one thinks about it because it's so readily available. You just see it. You don't always think about what went into it. So, right, you know, right. If there's an a, if a, there's a good out. film, if there's a good film that you go to see, like Lee just said, you, you had that experience afterwards in the Q&A. If that Q&A hadn't taken place and you had just watched the film, you know, it, you might have loved the film and walked out, and we still have some of those. We don't have Q&As for everything, but you walked out and you appreciated it on every level. But if you got the Q&A and you got the dynamic between the filmmaker and the audience, that took you to another level. That takes you there. Oh, it really, it really does. And that's a good thing that, again, for those that aren't familiar with mm-hmm. the film festival way, many of the films, I might say most, uh, have a Q&A, and it could be with the actors, it could be with the directors, it could be with the producers, how, how this film. If you've got a, a hanging a hanging chad from the middle of the movie that's, you know, you're like, you know, I, I didn't quite connect A to B or A to C here. You've got a director that says, oh, well, do you remember A.3? Yeah, that was B. And then you're all of a sudden, aha, I got right. it. Right. And it's, I mean, it gives context. It's like, it's not just going to the movies. It's a different kind of experience at a festival for that reason. It, it absolutely is. Uh, again, the Annapolis Film Festival, March 26th to 29th. The opening night is a Thursday and it goes through Sunday. And I was talking to somebody. It was funny. You have your best of the festival on Sunday mm-hmm. and that's where the audience is voted and the awards and everything else. And almost embarrassingly and ashamedly, I've got to say that I have never made it to one of them. Oh, really? Um, you yeah, because you know, naughty boy. You know, I I, <laughs> I I map I map out my four days, okay? Because a lot of it is 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 repeats of what has happened the four days. But I mean, I map out my four days. I'm like, you know, I, I work out like three weeks before so I can make that sprint from Maryland Hall to St. John's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good I, job, I, John. I, I, I can't afford. It. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, the one time I hopped into the Porsche, and he says, "Are you a VIP?" I said, "You're damn right." <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, people. John's a special case, <laughs> but but. Yeah, no, it was, uh, and and again, that's what I, I map it out. And I, I sit there and I look and say, oh, this one looks great. This one looks great. And this one looks great. Subject to change because then I get talking to people. And that's also a part of the festival. You'd sit there and you meet somebody yeah. in the lobby or afterwards and you're talking about the film. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just saw this. And I just saw that. And you're like, oh yeah, I need, no. then, then you're like, oh, what needs to go? Right. And it's feel like I'm somebody asked give like, you a hint. favorite kid? Some people have figured this out. A lot of the things that play on Friday are rerun on the weekend. So if you see it on Friday, you can see other things on the weekend. So some, don't go to work. Some things, some things, yeah. They, right? We, sometimes we only get to play a film once, though, because right. of distributor issues and stuff. Right. But um, yes, that does happen, and you can work it out that way. Look in the program, and you'll see if it's running twice. I, mean, I think you, you can... bring up a good point, though, John, because in the beginning, nobody knew, quote, how to fest. Right. People were so confused. Mm-hmm. They were like, is this one venue? Is it just Maryland Hall? No, it's five screens, four venues. It's walkable. you know. But there's a curve to learning how to do this. And planning ahead is probably the key. Get a schedule, get a program guide, read through online what the synopses or a lot of times we have trailers available and you can see the trailers of the film. We also put the trailers on Facebook. And you really should be selective about what you want to try to go to and be there early enough or lines are getting slightly longer each year and sort of have a strategy for your festival experience. Oh, there's definitely, I definitely go with the strategy, man. I'm sitting there saying, okay, so I'm going from Maryland. I'm going to stop at the, uh, stop at Rubens and get a sandwich and they better be on the ball because I've only got 12 minutes here. (laughs) To get from here to there. But you know, the, the other, the other point is, is that this, uh, when we started this, 
people were walking around with their programs and they really didn't know what to do. Oh my God, what does this mean? And how am I going to get from here to there? And now you can't believe it. They are buttoned up. I mean, they've got their schedules. They know what they're mm-hmm. going to do. It's just incredible. People tra- say, you get out of my way. I'm heading, I'm you, heading you, to you've this. Trained, you've trained them well we, in the past eight years. Well, we knew, we knew from being on the festival circuit ourselves, we knew how important that element was, that learning how to navigate a film festival. Because I heard the other day somebody said they had a friend who wasn't going to the film festival because they just thought it was too overwhelming to to figure it out. And these were smart people, professional people, but they just, it just hit them like, oh, too many films, (laughs) (laughs) too too many films, too much to do. But the problem, the thing is, once you get into it and you really do look at it, it's really quite simple. And this year we have a brand new website, which is really functional, which is really easy to navigate, which is really easy to to figure out how to get and passes and tickets and everything and to understand what the films are. Yes. It takes you everywhere. We're very grateful to Spin Graphics for building our new website. Yep. It's been a wonderful new face for us. Mm-hmm. Getting back to how to festival and how to yeah. fest. Uh, one thing that I've learned over the years is that individual, t- and while you can get individual tickets, uh, if you want to see a number of movies, that is certainly not the way to go. Passes, which are available now, you can get them at annapolisfilmfestival.com, is the way to go. You can get a single day pass. You, you can, can get, get a day pass except for Thursday, opening well, that's night. Well, that's just the opening night. Right. No day pass for Thursday, but right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we have two passes available for individuals this year that you don't have to get through a, a sponsorship package. So we have our, our regular general festival pass, which is wonderful. It's $175. It's unlimited films and panels. It's um, You can get into opening night and the opening night after party, and it's a bargain. And Having a pass enables you to be more fluid during your experience. So if you get in a line and you think, you know what, we might not get in, you can just jump out of the line, get in another line. You don't have to get in the ticket line, exchange your tickets, get back in the line to get in. So it saves you a lot of steps. This year, we're offering something brand new. It's a premium pass. It's priced at $300. It enables you to go to three parties and you can be in the priority line to get in. It's unlimited films and panels and everything else. So that's also a bargain. Well, the priority line, and, and again, that's that's a, just, a pretty big deal because the lines, as you mentioned, are getting longer and longer. And I will say that the, and you guys have been busy, uh, you haven't been kicking back in the last nine months or whatever nine it years, is, hardly uh, to 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 do this. No because, kids back here. Well, you've been. Um, that's a dangerous comment. <laughs> no quid pro quo. No kickbacks um, here. But uh, you've been busy over the year, and I mean, you've worked with the CUNA Center at Maryland Hall to mm-hmm. bring films in there. So yeah. the film festival. Uh, didn't end last March or April, whatever whatever date it ended. It continued throughout the year. And you kind of remembered that with the films that you presented just recently. You had one. We've had quite a few. Yeah. I mean, to actually, we've been testing the last couple of years, testing the monthly t- quasi-monthly screenings. We've been doing them when we can uh, throughout the year. And that's been the lead up to the launch of our film society. So now we've launched our film society. That will allow us to have presentations of films and other events throughout the year. So we will be able to 
enjoy the film presence in some capacity throughout a year, not just four days of the film festival. Well, what is a film, what is a film society then? I'll, okay. Now I'm, now I'm starting my education. So, right. I've so, got the film festival down. <laughs> most festivals, we did everything backwards. Most festivals start out. Somebody says, Hey, let's start showing cool independent films. We'll have a potluck. And then a group of people form and then it becomes a film society. And then you have a festival. We didn't do that. We did the festival first. And now we're doing the film society, knowing that on average at these monthly screenings, about half the people are new each time and half of been to the festival. So that's a good indicator that there's a real hunger for independent film right here in Annapolis. And with the partnership at Maryland Hall, we've been able to launch this with two levels of membership. So there's a, a basic general membership for $75 a year. It gives you all updates and early announcements before the general public get announcements. So you can get your tickets, better chance of getting tickets because the theater holds 180 seats. And then there's a founders level, which is, this is for this year only, one-time donation of $2,500 or more, and you will be forever a founder of building the Annapolis Film Society, and you will live on a perpetual digital wall and print everything from this point forward, because we're really trying to get legs under this to have year-round film presence in Annapolis. Wow. Well, I mean, I think we want to do other things, too. I mean, we want to have monthly screenings, but we also would like to have French film weekends and different speakers come in, and they're all fine. This is in the future. We need to roll this out. We need to have community support. We need to have it all behind us. But one of the great things about the monthly screenings, it's getting people every month you see how excited the people are about the festival coming. So now as we're getting closer to the festival, the energy in the room on on uh, February 11th was incredible because people were not only were we launching our society, but we were also saying, hey, over 70 films are coming here very soon and you're going to be able to, you know, enjoy Tonight the festival. 70. It's time to go. You, you know, know, and if, if, if people are walking around and they see people wearing passes, and they see somebody says founder on it, walk up to them and say, thank you for helping bring film to Annapolis. Thank you for being a founder. They're going to have separate passes? Well, it'll just say founder on their pass. No, they'll, ha- they'll have their regular know. pass, right. but it'll, yeah. next to their name, it'll say founder. That's great. And uh, that's a, the society, you know, and I mean, this is how we, we feel that our festival is a community festival anyway, and it's a networking festival international, you know, internationally, it's a networking festival in our community. It's built around our community. And that's what the filmmakers and the industry guests love about it. They come in here and they realize, wow, this is an engaged community. It's not just a bunch of industry guests coming in and people from other states and you see the same films and the same people at all the parties. No, this community actually comes out. They support it. They ask great questions in the Q&As. And the filmmakers, the artists love this because this is they're making films for audiences, not for just industry. This right. feedback and this audience response is the great reward for such a huge labor of love for most filmmakers. I mean, it's it's the payback. It's, These are artists. They, right. They need that. They need that kind of, I mean, it's a lot to make a film. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of money. This is this is a very, one of, it's risky. In, in the world of art artists, this is one of the most difficult things to do, to make a good and and viable film. I have it's a tough time getting very, the YouTube thing up, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, go so, and go and make YouTube your thing. I understand. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Go and make your own little <laughs> short video and see how many mistakes get made and how people think, oh, I can make this film. And they sit down to do it and they go, ooh, it's not what I thought it was going. to. I'm smart. I'm talented. I have all this, but when I go to try to make this, it doesn't quite work the way I think it's going to work. And then you go see somebody's piece of art. 
that has figured out. There's a whole different it's, appreciation. Uh, and, that... and these people need to be honored. And we are a very filmmaker-friendly festival. We bring them in, we treat them right, and we honor their films. Well, the community has really stepped up to do that, and the filmmakers feel it. And then they tell other filmmakers, wow, this was such a great festival. I mean, there are 3,000 festivals in the U.S. to choose from. Why would they come to Annapolis? Well, because... We're filmmaker-friendly. It's a walkable, afford, you know, affordable, wonderful destination. destination right. um, and we have engaged audiences. And they said we have some of the most intelligent audiences they've ever screened in front of that ask such incredible questions because, face it, we're, we're a very global, educated community here. And, and they notice. Absolutely. Well, you also got to wonder that uh, you guys have been around for going on eight years now. So, I mean, you're, you're established. And I would think that I remember back when we spoke in the fifth year, that was sort of your right. bellwether to, okay, if we, if we can do five, we can, uh, you know, sort it's of financially like, viable at five. Yeah. It's sort, of, sort, of like a mar- it's sort of like a marriage. If you get over that seventh year, itch, you're, <laughs> but, but 10, John is 10 is when that's what I'm saying. We're gearing toward 10 because 10 is when they look at festivals and they say, Oh, they're not only financially viable, they've stayed on the landscape, but they know who they are. They have established themselves, you know, as a, as a unique festival. And this is what we're working toward. We feel we are on the path. We know who we are. We're accepting our challenges. We're accepting the good parts of us, the things we need to do better. But we're on that path. And and at year 10, we hope to have a big uh, celebration here in Annapolis. And we are going to be on this landscape for a long time. We certainly hope so. I heard, I heard you've invited Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio for the 10th. Is that true? Oh, we can invite them. Well, they're, they're booked about four years out on projects, so we're, we're trying to see if we can squeeze, they can squeeze us in. Yeah, well, you know. Although I will say that uh, Pitt's thing at the Oscar was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I give him credit. Well, he took it somewhere. Uh, he took it somewhere. That, that, was, that was very good. Um, again, film festival passes are the way to go. Tickets in there is a limited number. Um, when we run out, we run out. Then it's tickets only. And, so. you, and you have run out for the, probably the last three years or so. Yeah, and hotels get booked too. We I want to say something about hotels this year. Can I say okay. that? Okay. In the past, we've always had a lot of hotel partners participate and you know give some benefits and discounted room blocks and things like that. And we're not having those partnerships come through this year. So we needed we need we need that those. we needed it, and we didn't expect that to happen. So um, you know, every year people think they see lots of people and they think, oh, they're wildly successful, but about 25% of our revenue is derived from ticket and pass sales. So the rest really relies on the business community and really individual Individual. patrons who really step up. And it's so incredible that they do each year, but every year we're paying for filmmakers to come in. We're licensing films, just a heavy lift of not having, now we have one theater at Maryland hall that's DCP compliant, but we build our theaters. So that's about $125,000 for four days. So we spend the money on the festival and we start all over again the next year. And we have a small core staff and They're you know, amazing. we could use a big, much bigger staff, but we have to make it with what we have. And, you know, so this is where, this is our biggest challenge is the financial piece of this. And I think people just think, oh, wow, look at all the people here, thousands of people, and look how well they're doing. Well, we are doing well as a festival, but the financial support has, is we're always teetering. We need it. We need it. We need it. And that's the problem. Well, the, the, the cost of putting it on it's again, huge. And, and it's, it's funny. You, you I'm going to, I'm going to say it because I've never said that out loud, but I, I think we can give people an idea of what it costs to do this. Do you have a guess? Uh, okay. So we're talking rentals of equipment, mm-hmm. uh, bringing 
people in. Yes, yeah. Uh, putting them films, up. Yeah, licensing the all, films, licensing all, all, all their little writers and, mm-hmm. you know, have to have a green and there's parties. There's and also legal. There's insurance. There's all kinds security. of liability. We throw huge parties. Lots of alcohol. I mean, we spend $10,000 a year on booze. Uh, I mean, and I have no idea what a film costs to license. I'm probably going to say. It depends. See, it depends. Two million bucks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or am I way off? I have no idea. You're way off. You're a little off. Yeah. Okay. No, but we th- already knew that. Film yeah. film licensing. <laughs> I was born that way. He's off the reservation. <laughs> Film licensing is is up and down. Sometimes you can make good deals with people and they want you to play their film and they just can give it to you. See, now I would, have thought, I would have thought that, a, 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 we'll say, what a film that is potentially, that may show up on opening night or one of the feature films mm-hmm. on one of the evenings would right. make it into the theater shortly after the film festival would be, Very you know, it would probably cost you seventy five dollars to $100,000 license. So, I well, mean, I have no idea. Yeah. No, well, well, it's different kind of thing. It's not really right. in a commercial theater. They look at festivals differently. They're so also looking at it for promotion and early buzz about a release, things like that. But, but there's, when you're negotiating for these films, it's all different levels. So some films we pay a lot more for than other films. And sometimes it's not even the top films. Sometimes the top films come in in a different way because the deals are different. And sometimes films you need, international films are often quite expensive and you really want them. We want to have world cinema here. It's very important to us. So those films can be expensive. Um, But it's not the kind of expense you're talking about. That kind of expense is is the nuts and bolts of building the festival, oh, building yeah. the theaters, getting the AV, the transportation, the hospitality. Rentals. This I mean, is where you get into the hundreds of thousands. Rentals of, dollars, of lights, you know? rentals of director shares, renters of all the cones and the trucks and the everything to right. do this, running power to places. And, um, but the most important thing is that the that, that people and just need to understand that we, it's not easy. The money just doesn't flow easy. It, it all gets spent on the festival. The next year, we start all over again. Push the reset Fresh. button. Yeah, well, push the reset and here we and go. And you know, we have an, they're also like a hidden cost. Like we were so excited in year five to get Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. So we went to our board and said, okay, I hope you guys are ready for this. And Rob was really wonderful. He didn't charge a fee like a lot of actor, big A-listers do. Um, but to bring his entourage of people and everybody that was his family and people that, you know, would come with them, you know, and putting them up and treating them in a first class way was considerable amount of money. Sure. Without a doubt. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's the part people don't think about. It's like, oh, look, Joanne Froggett's kneeling in the banquette at Bar Oak at the party. And I can talk to her about Marilyn Crab Cakes because that was her favorite thing when she was here. But well, we had to bring her from London. We brought her from London. So, you know, it, it all... It, it's it's all part of it, and I think people are becoming aware of all of this. Well, they are, and our, our community, and you mentioned it's a community festival, but I mean, I think that our community is very supportive of that, and for yes. anybody that is interested in sponsoring the film festival, I would recommend it, just because uh, you can go to NapolisFilmFestival.com, and there's a thing you there that says sponsor. You can have your own screening, put your name on a film. Right. Um, Bring but, your friends to your You know, training. we're talking, and I, I don't know what the exact number of people is that is are that come into town for mm-hmm. the film festival, but it's in the you know tens of thousands that uh, you're going to get exposed to. It's a very attractive demographic mm-hmm. for anybody that wants to sponsor it there. Yeah, I think the really cool part is the diversity and the vibe, and you probably can describe the vibe better than we can from a user point of view, but there's a real sense of like excitement and joy around those four days. It, if I'm wrong, tell me, but I really no, I, I, feel I, it. I agree with you. And I, what I find is very interesting. And a lot of times it, it has to do with your showcases. And I do want to get into mm-hmm. them in a, in a second. But this festival has a way of breaking down some of the division that you would normally see. Um, and let's, let's 
talk about the obvious, okay? You know, you've got the rich white people of Annapolis and the poor black people of Annapolis, okay? And this can all but see, happen. I would, I would, I don't think the black people are necessarily the poor black people of Annapolis. I think we have a whole. whole no, there's a whole mismatch. I think we have the, a whole. The, the, the white and the black and the Latino. But, but I mean, you're saying it's been right. divided. They're all past. together, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, watching this and they're sharing this experience of what it may be. Uh, it could, you know, I remember several years ago during the African American experience. Um, I think it was the LBJ movie was in part of that over at um, Asbury United Methodist. Uh, you, you, it was a documentary then. It wasn't LBJ. It was the it was, documentary yeah, yeah, on yeah, LBJ yeah, the yeah, year right. before, yeah, with, with right? The secretary about right, the passage exactly. of the Civil Rights right. Act. Yes, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was uh, you know, just absolutely phenomenal just to see the community come together like this. A black and white audience sharing a documentary that they both cared about and they both had had interest in and they both wanted to share it together. And yeah. that was really a point for us where we said, this mission that we had to do this, the inclusivity, the diversity, this paid off. We realized this is working. That's the time when we saw the most that it was working because that's when we first saw our audience blend. It was. And, you know, that year was from that turning point on, and it's showing it in the oldest, most historic African-American church in town made total sense. And from that point on, that blending has just really, really catapulted into something that we are so proud of. It's one of the things we're the most proud of is how we feel we've brought the community together through the arts but and has, through this. I mean, I even got along with some sailors at one of the sailors. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shock of all shocks. You know? are, well, are you guys using Asbury again? Oh, yes, you bet. we are. Okay, now for those, those that are going Asbury in a pew... Oddly enough, oddly enough, it's a very comfortable pew, and, and I don't understand yeah. how they do that, but it is not an uncomfortable couple hours to spend in there, and that's, that is, the acoustics in there are great, it's yes. a, that's a great venue for you guys. They've been right. terrific partners, uh, mm-hmm. Reverend Allen and just all of the elders of that church, they understood our, our mission. mission, our vision from the beginning, and they came to us and said, we want to be part of this, and it's been a great fit. Let's talk about the showcases. Now, these are things that you have every single year. Uh, typically, I know that you've had the African-American showcase, which yeah, have, highlights that. You have the, and I don't know whether you're calling it that, but it's like the Jewish showcase on the Sunday Jewish morning. The Jewish experience. Jewish experience. With bagels, locks, and coffee. Yep. <laughs> on Sunday morning. Right. And uh, you've had the pet environmental showcases. Yes, you've had local the, showcases. We have student, student showcases, and we have a Maryland local focus. Um, and then we also have the, you said environmental, we also have the um, sailing presentations. Right. So usually a boating or sailing. And then morning. throughout, not not sectioned out as a showcase, but sprinkled throughout, we have what we call our diversity series, which represents people with disabilities, the LGBTQ skein, other, you know, we, international, international kind of diversity. So, so th- those are all in there. And then also we have um, veteran fil- films, military type right. films that hit that community. And, you know, I mean, it, we, we try to reach our community. Reflect something that would interest everyone. I mean, that's the cool part is that nobody has the same experience. It's completely different for each person that goes to the festival because they get to choose what they're attracted to, what they're interested in. And no two people, you know, really, unless they go to everything together, have the same experience. And then we've taken risks. And like last year we had trans military and standing ovations to screenings. And people thought before that, they thought, Ooh, this is going to be risky for Annapolis to show trans military or 
who killed Lieutenant Van Dorn, the one about the whistleblow, you know, so in a military town, in a Navy town. But we felt the films spoke for themselves. They brought up interesting and important aspects and that it was a conversation that had to be had. Why shouldn't we do it? We shouldn't run from that. Why do you you want to hide something like that? I mean, you said, let's let's talk about it. Nothing gets solved that way at all. Well, that's what we've tried to do is not only curate films, but curate conversations. So we're really mindful also of who conducts the conversations and the Q&As because we want it to be a place where we can politely and civically agree to disagree, but also sort of still impose perspectives on people. (laughs) No, we're doing it better than Washington. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's a place where people can find themselves maybe sometimes slightly uncomfortable, but it pushes them and they rethink things. And that's how we grow. And that's how we strengthen the fabric of the community that is so diverse. I mean, instead of dividing everybody, we really just want to bring everyone together. Well, I think that's a lesson that we could learn globally and that you and I may be totally at polar opposites for whatever topic it may right. be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I owe it to you to listen to your con- listen to your argument, and you owe it to me to listen to my That's argument. Right. You may not convince me, I may not convince you. We may not be any further apart or close when we're done, um, but we've given each other the opportunity to, to listen is, to it. And that's- is an excuse to do that. A film right. is a really a wonderful reason it for is. people to have those conversations and not get mad at each other. The difference because is, right. shared it together. That's what she's saying. We don't want people to be angry at the end. We want to, even if we disagree, you can chuckle with each other and say, okay, that's your opinion. That's my opinion. But we, you know, this was I hear fun. they got a party at the down the road. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's the world that I think exactly. we all want to be a part of. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, passes are on sale right now. Individual tickets will go on sale March 1st. Again, at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. That's where all of the information is. And as the films get settled, and this frustrates me as to what I'm doing, but as I learn into what you guys are doing, it is a totally massive moving like amoebas. <laughs> it uh, is. Up until pretty much the last minute to get the films, whether they can be here or not. She just thought she had something locked. Now the guests, somebody booked their travel plans differently than we didn't know. There was an intermediary, and now we have to rethink everything. Few it's things. just, it's, it's like that time 70. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's, you know, the ripples, the ripples go far and wide as, as you go from there. And this is not just, okay, we're bringing a film strip in for third period today. <laughs> Uh, we're talking 70 plus films yeah. over, and, and you, you're going to say four days. I'm going to say three days because I mean, Thursday is sort of like a little, yeah. little snippet of the Opening day. night. Thursday is going to be big this year. Yeah. Yeah. You spill uh, any beans? Well, the film that we do have for opening night is called Military Wives and it's coming off of Toronto, Palm Springs and um, we are very excited to have this film. It stars Kristen Scott Thomas, Sharon Horgan. It's directed by Peter Cantaneo, who did The Full Monty. And, it's British. Uh, it's a British film, and it's about a group of women who have been left behind when their husbands go off to Afghanistan. And all ages, all races, and they come to terms with their relationships with each other and with what to do in their lives to get through this period. And so they form a choir, a military wives choir and that's about all i'm going to tell you about the film it's really really good it's very inspiring and it's perfect for a navy town like ours if you want to see that uh you have a chance at seeing it possibly at best of the fest but opening night is thursday and that would be a pass that 
would get you into that, correct? Right. And tickets for it, there'll be a limited number of tickets for opening night. But if you get a pass and get in line early, you have a pretty darn good chance of, of getting in. And if you want your opening night ticket, early March and, and get your opening Do it night. now. Because you do also put in uh, what I call standby lines. Yes. yes. We have rush when lines. You need it's, to. it's like Southwest, but we don't give numbers. Okay. So <laughs> literally, never think you can't get into a film. Here's how it works. People buy tickets. We hold a block of people, a block out for pass holders. Pass holders go in, prepaid ticket holders go in. If somebody's not there in 15 minutes, we're going to sell your seat. I mean, that's just the way it is. We have to run our shows on time. So if you're in the rush line, you might be pushed in there in the last three minutes before the film, but we might get 20 people in that because people didn't make it to our the Our rush movie. lines do very well. They actually get into a lot of things, particularly in our larger theaters. They they tend to get in. So it's really, it's worth it's a good, giving it a, a shot. It's a good chance. And you know, our line wranglers and our venue managers are very friendly. And you can just go up to them and say, you really think I'm going to get in? Because they have an idea of how many have right. been pre-sold. Right. You know, they'll tell and you they'll the tell odds. You, and and in that way, or... you know, if you, if you really don't think you're going to get in because there's already 40 people in the rush line, then hop over to another venue with your pass. Just get another line. What other venues are you looking at? I mean, obviously, we've got Maryland Hall. You've got a great partnership with them. Two and theaters at Maryland, Maryland Hall. Maryland Hall's, yeah, they added that Bowen Theater. And the, so, yep. And, it's and a beautiful, beautiful. And, beautiful. It and for basement, opening night, we can stream level. down there, too. So, oh, nice. And they'll get the same Q&A. They'll get the same. Right. And if we have guests, we're hoping that we will get some guests for that. And they're, we're hoping to have a nice red carpet with other with, with lots of our people coming in I mean, it's opening uh, on night, opening so. night. So we should right. have a big opening night this year. Right. So you've got Maryland Hall, Maryland Hall. Right. Asbury United Methodist. Yes. Right. Anywhere else? Annapolis Elementary at Green oh, Street. That's right. I forgot. And St. John's. Key and St. John's. And St. John's at Key. Right. right. Entirely, Not every day. Certain days for certain right. ones. But entirely walkable. Yes. Entirely um, walkable. It's, it's, it's a great thing. And then the parties you guys have, you have an opening night party. You have a, uh, a not a closing night, but a, a Saturday night bash. Yes. Typically. Yes, we do. Which is a blast. Uh, we announce our shorts challenge winner um, at the blast. Oh, that, short- that, that was so cool. This is going to be the third year for that. Third year for the shorts challenge. And we have selected our, our uh, participants this year. And they're coming in, three from California, two from this area. And um, they've got great stories behind them. And they've got really interesting pitches and, and we're the excited theme, about that the theme the theme changes every year so yeah. last year it was it was about truth and storytelling so that winner which was a film idea called frida will which premiere this year and the film's being made by laura tahara right and, and now this year's theme is, is called a perfect a, more, perfect, more perfect, union. perfect union yeah which is union. what brings us together as opposed to what divides us and it's also like stories that might be very difficult stories, but finding ways that these stories can be approached, you know, like if there's these issues that we're looking at, uh, even if it's a character study or whatever it is, it's how do we get past something? How do, how do we get through something? It's that right. a more perfect right. union. Concept. And the source challenge, for those that don't know, this happens, um, it has happened at Maryland Hall. I presume Maryland that's Hall. where it will be again. Yes. Saturday this is morning. sort of like Shark Tank meets the Annapolis yeah. Film Festival. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, our American yeah. Idol. Yeah. Well, um, well, they're not performing not their really. final well, thing. They're, pit, they're, pit, they're pitching. They're, they're, it's they're really more like Shark Tank. We just have <laughs> tough judges. We had some really tough judges last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, I mean, right. these are people that listen to development pitches all the time, and they exactly. just ask such pointed questions. I don't even know if the, I mean, these exactly, are young filmmakers. We have an executive from DreamWorks coming in this year yeah. who's going to be on our, our journey. I mean, that's so. exactly what you need, though. But, I mean, these filmmakers 
are turning around saying, hey, I've got an idea and here's what it is. And they go out and it's got to be the most intimidating damn thing in the world to look at this panel of judges plus maybe several hundred people in the audience. It's a blast for the audience to watch it too because there are five people getting up there and they have about five to seven minutes to get everything out and defend, idea. and defend their idea to the jury. And and then afterwards, the audience gets to participate by uh, voting um, and they count as one third. And then the judges go off to lunch and they, they select the other, the two thirds. So that's uh, an exciting piece. And too. what's in it for those filmmakers is that you guys wow. cough in a, an incredible production package. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it it's a sweet deal because we really have the support of the Maryland film office, which we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. We want to show that good films can be made in Maryland and that we have the resources right here. Actually, today is a fortuitous day. Today, they are testifying at State House about tax credits for film. And if it doesn't pass, it's going to be a lot of people working in this industry out of business today. So there's a big brouhaha and I think a ton of people coming to testify. But we like having film here. It's green. It's clean. It promotes mm-hmm. tourism. Mm-hmm. People love it. So we want to show that we have the resources here. We have the camera rental houses, lighting, camera sound packages, um, and then we have post-production sound and post-production video that's part of this production package for the short, which is like valued at oh, well over $20,000 of goods and services. So basically a short filmmaker can go crowdfund for you know $10,000 and the rest is pretty much covered to make their short, which is huge. Mm-hmm. But even more, what we've seen since we started this is these young filmmakers need some mentoring. So we've been able to shepherd them through and put them with real professionals. And even the pitch process, a lot of them were like, holy cow, I've never been asked questions. But that is how they're going to cut their teeth and learn. Because if they can't sell an idea, they're not going to make too many films. That's like they what you learn in support. college and what's happening in the real world. Yeah. But the, the other thing is a lot of them are either coming out of college, they're getting their MFAs, or they're in the early stages of the industry. I mean, we've had older people too. We're not shutting it off to just, but it's emerging filmmakers can be anybody that is like coming into the world here with this. And some of them are filmmakers who have worked before and are trying to find their way back in to get recognized, recognition. And I think one of the things that the Shorts Challenge does is when you have a challenge, that's why we called it the Shorts Challenge, because you're challenging yourself. These filmmakers are challenging themselves. They're challenging these judges to believe them and support them and understand them. They're challenging the audience to make you know, to have the audience want to see this film and vote for it. They're cha- so it's a, it's a huge challenge and it's internal challenge. When you see them get up there and they're left to their own devices and they have to get what's here in their head out from their heart out to, and, and have it work, and make have, sense. It, have it tough. pass over. It is a very tough thing. And the audience feels that tension and that's what makes it so great. It's like watching a good tense thriller sometimes because you're in the audience saying, oh my God, are they going to be able to pull this off? Can they do it? And and so- Did she really just say that? So we had a well, small I mean, shorts. We, you know, at the beginning, our audience was pretty small for this because no one knew what it was. People Last year, it, it started to grow. And that's why we have it at Maryland Hall because we believe that ultimately people are want to get up on Saturday morning, get over there at 10 o'clock and watch these young filmmakers or these emerging filmmakers Go for it. And, and, we, try. and we have a really big commitment here to young filmmakers. That's why we're the student showcase that shows the work of emerging filmmakers. That's high school through graduate school, international, you know, films. And we would love to know that like 10 years from now, we showed the early work of somebody who's like a major filmmaker. You just briefly mentioned the student showcase and that is on Friday. Mm-hmm. Typically, is it Friday Sunday. Sunday. 
It's free to the public. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. Usually it's at Annapolis Elementary School. Yeah, and you have to look for the schedule. We're not exactly sure. Sometimes it's early afternoon. Sometimes One it's or a, three. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm getting confused, but you have a day. In, maybe oh, Thursday we have a oh, Friday, Friday morning. Education Friday. day. That's have, what it yeah, was. And that's at Maryland Hall on Friday morning. Right. And we, Re- the buses come in with kids from all over the uh, school system. And we have a film that we show to that we offer to the kids because, you know, we want to make sure that when we're reaching out to all these aspects of our community, we're not forgetting our school system. We're not forgetting the educational piece and the kids who are just on the verge of being old enough to appreciate this. And so we're finding something for them. And that's and a wonderful thing that you do for the community is to invite them in to, to be able to experience Last that. was a couple years ago, we had a film called Miracle Season and the director came and he had not shown the film anywhere, and he was so pumped to show it to like that audience of young yeah. high school kids because it was about it was Helen Hunt and it was she was the volleyball coach and the girl had died and it was one of those sports stories. Yeah, and the kids were like, boom, 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 stomping and cheering, and That's again it was awesome. like seven hundred and some kids. And the, mm-hmm. he's a big bear of a guy, and he grabbed my hand. He had tears in his mm-hmm. eyes. He's like all choked up, and he yeah. said, "This is why we made the film." <laughs> You know, but that's what that's what it's all about. Yeah, you know? that is awesome. It is. The, I mean, the, so if we like films, so we can we can stomp and boom, boom, boom. You can do whatever you want if you like a film, <laughs> except for when it's playing. My, my except my, you my, can't my, throw anything at the screen. Oh God! My, yeah, my that, greatest memory of all film festival was, and I don't remember the film, but Rob Reiner had called in on yes, Skype. For, yes, that was his <laughs> oh, early, the film before LBJ. Okay. And I'll tell you when it was. It was about in 2016. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. And it was. Uh, Donald Trump had just sort of like entered that race for yes. presidency. Right. Oh my and God. And you had all sorts of issues with the sound going right. in. And we had checked it like three times. <laughs> and then what That's happened? That's the way it works. No, we, we learned our lesson. Somebody taped the cord down and then 500 people walked, walked over, over an audio it. cable <laughs> and then there was no sound. So, so we could hear Rob and he couldn't hear us. That was what was so funny. So he just went, he just yeah, went he said, on. Said, Wait a minute. So, so you, you guys hear me and I can't hear anything you say. Well, let me, <laughs> let me tell you about that. Yeah. Well, he was like sitting in his bedroom in his house, yeah. just ranting. He went on a, who would it, um, Jesse said, it was the greatest 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> right. Oh, it was hysterical. Rob yeah. unhooked. Right. It was hysterical. And as we wrap up, I do want to give a nod to uh, your artist, Joe Barson, yes. who has you, done your poster again do. this year. That man has hit that out of the ballpark yeah. seven out of eight times. He's and, so uh, talented. I, and that's my own little dig into Joe right. because he knows I don't like him. And he's such a lovely human being, too. He's so easy to work oh, with. Oh. He's a but, dream. Yeah, this this year's thing looks is sort of a throwback to the uh, Super I, I almost said figure eight, but the Super Eight. Well, uh, as camera. we're focusing forward, we're looking back through the lens, lens of, of the past, of the past focusing forward. forward. And he was explaining to me that the eights, you know, with the Super 8 reels, right. eight signifies years. the eighth year of the film festival, right. which he also did with the sailboats and the fifth. And, yeah. and I know, right? last year when so he, cool. you know, he got the uh, the Capitol, was able right. to use their, their logos yes. and use that in that. He's just done a really great job with he, that. He's he's the And he's the really, really set of, your identity. He's that soul of our... Our graphic identity. He's know. our brand keeper. I mean, Joe. I don't know what we do. I mean, Joe's just so part of it, unique. He, and we always meet and talk about concept with him, and then we're always amazed that he takes it to a place we hadn't envisioned. You know, he's so talented. He's a real original artist. When you get when you get an artist that that does that, 
and and it, and it could be a filmmaker, it could be an artist, artist, it could be a musician that right. that that gets that. It's 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 magic. Yeah. Well, and what we love is we do try to involve a lot of artists in the festival. We have live music, and we have Joe, we have Suzanne who does our print program. She's so quiet, you never know she's there. She's done a seventy-two page program in like a few weeks, and is so patient. When well, she's with Whale Works Design, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we have like. You know, we've had Mo doing some animation for us every year for a bumper. I mean, we try to involve as many local artists as we can, give it a flavor um, that's uniquely Annapolis. We're going to have a film about an artist this year too, so oh, we'll be actually yes. That. So we'll we'll talk about that and he's when coming, we come. Right? And the artist is coming, and it's a very unusual story and wonderful. And we hope to get the whole artistic community behind that film. Good deal. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to come back and visit with you when you get your, uh, when you guys get your act together yeah. a little bit closer <laughs> to, the, to the thing. We'll be ready soon. Uh, we have our we'll slate be announcement yeah. before the slate. But um, we gave you, you we get gave the you inside our, uh, scoop, John. We always give it to you okay. first. I, I, I appreciate that. AnnapolisFilmFestival.org is the place to go. You want to make sure you pick up your passes. I do recommend the passes, whether they are the full day pass or the day pass. Uh, it is the way to go just because it takes a lot of the hassle out of doing it uh, than an individual ticket. Individual tickets will be on sale March 1st. Uh, again, everything is at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. And I imagine you guys are also looking for volunteers, too, at some point. Yes. Thank you for mentioning yes. that. We could not do this. First of all, almost everyone's a volunteer. Our board are volunteers. We have incredible team leaders of 11 different teams. They're professionals that are gifting us with their all professional volunteers. skills and abilities, but they're all volunteers. And then during Festival Week, and we have nearly 300 volunteers involved doing everything from ticket taking to line management to moving stuff. We have a great operations team. Um, props to those guys. A lot of them are Naval Academy guys that come out and help with ops. You know, there's just so much to go that goes on that we could not ever do this alone. It's so big now. We need everybody's help. So if you volunteer, you do get some tickets in, you know, for shifts. So if that's another way to um, be able to get into season. Fantastic. And that information is on AnnapolisFilmFestival.org as well. Yes, the volunteer form right there. Leah Anderson and Patty White, thank you very much. I look forward to looking at you in about a month or less and figure out what's uh, what's coming down for the Annapolis Film Festival. Again, the dates are March 26th to 29th. Put in your paid time off today. Uh, make sure you save those four days off. Actually, two of them are uh, weekends. So. But mark that on your calendar in ink. You want to be here at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh... This has been an update from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.